0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm your overcaffeinated host, Tyler, and I have just a wonderfully fun episode for all of you today. Uh, first, before we get to it, I did want to address the. Uh, oh, I just got an email from SAG-AFTRA, and they're posting everywhere on social media that it looks like the the new counteroffers may be suitable for what we're looking for. There's no other additional information. Uh, Hopefully we'll find out more tomorrow, but it sounds like SAG is going to meet with the CEOs on, uh, well, tomorrow, Thursday, October 26th, and by the weekend, who knows, we could have this entire strike done, we've accomplished what we wanted to do, we stood together, and now we are, you know, we're we're getting a great offer, fingers crossed. I have no information until then, but uh, I'm holding out for the best. Until then, I have just a fantastic episode for all of you. I sat down with somebody who I felt really bad because she was very much uh, under the weather, not feeling great, but she just absolutely crushed it. We went way over time, and she was just so much fun to talk to. I uh, had an absolute blast. I <laughs> I can't wait to have her back on the show uh, when she's feeling right as rain, and uh, you know we can just chat even more, but I, of course, am talking about the fantastically talented actor, voiceover artist, comedian, Deborah Wilde. Now we talk about everything from her upbringing to diving into acting and into voice acting, finding a, a really big portion of her success in the vocal acting portion of the industry and her dabble into stand-up comedy. I won't spoil any more because it's just such a fun episode. So, without further ado, everybody, please help me in welcoming Debra Wild. Oh, wait, really quick before you listen to the rest of this episode, give us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. Help out the show, help us expand and acquire even more guests. <coughs> okay, thank you. Bye.
1: Well, hello, I'm Deborah Wild, and I am an actor. Um, yeah, the a- actor, voice actor, although I think they're the same thing. And yeah, that that's me. In a <laughs> nutshell, in a very small nutshell.
0: In a very small. In which, a, which,
1: which we're, which we're going to crack open now.
0: <laughs> a very small sealed pistachio that's going to give you very, five
1: minutes. Exactly. A drink. tiny pistachio, which, which by the end is going to turn into a big pistachio tree. No, that, that analogy didn't make any sense. But there you go. I
0: mean, if that's how they worked, I would I would invest in pistachios 100%. Uh, yeah.
1: Do they grow on trees? I guess we're going to find know. out.
0: Uh, well, I know what I'm Googling after we're done with this. Yeah, me uh, too.
1: Actually, genuinely, you need to know right now.
0: <laughs> Deborah, when, when did you find a knack or a passion for, for acting? Because I will, and everyone will agree who's been on this podcast, and I will agree myself. It is an insane business for us to get into. So what What's really you is.
1: into it? It really is when you think about actually like what you're doing day in, day out and how much like rejection there is. I don't know, like you got to be a certain type of type of crazy to do this, don't you? I mean, you really yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just, look, there's cassette recordings of me because I grew up in the 90s when it was like cassette time of me singing quite out of tune, might I add some sort of I'm Bulgarian, so some some like Bulgarian songs and declaring proudly on tape, which I think I have somewhere by the way, um, that I will be a singer or an actress, like declaring that from like the age of, I don't know, five or six. And quite confidently, might I add, despite the out of tune singing. Um but but that's that's really I suppose I always knew like deep down, but then I but but my part to acting was quite Long because um I come from like quite a traditional family of doctors um and uh, yeah medical professionals, so going off to do acting uh, wasn't necessarily the you know the 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 safe choice, so I did other stuff first say I went to university I did, did english um and then I did a master's in fashion journalism and then and then I went to drama school finally after that after all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay how yeah. how did you go from English to fashion journalism I have to hear more about that
1: well so it was I finished my English course around the time when it like blogging had just started mm-hmm. like coming up it was around um I don't know 20 uh 2011 20, tw- 2012 okay. you know when like blogs were blowing up and people doing like fashion blogs and yeah. um it just I think it was like the dawn of you know like Tumblr and and people like starting to post stuff online. So obviously we didn't have YouTube, or I don't, at least I don't think YouTube was around then. Uh, we didn't have really social media like Instagram and stuff. So I was spending a lot of time like reading those kinds of blogs. And I was like, okay, well, I've, I've you know, I'm doing English, I'm about to finish my English degree. And I guess fashion is something that I'm interested in having read all these blogs and following all these blogs. And so it would be quite cool. And I was probably influenced by the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I don't know what year that came out. It was probably probably around the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, oh, maybe this would be fun. Maybe this would be something like a fun to do. Um, Yeah. Turns out it wasn't really for me. (laughs) (laughs) Was it just the, the, I
0: don't know, I don't know what the nature of that would be, but. You know what about? I don't know.
1: I don't know what the nature. I did the whole course, and I still couldn't tell you really what it's about. I mean, it's funny because I I did it, and I still, you know, um, while I was acting, I was still writing like articles, and I worked for you know a few websites and stuff, writing stuff, but. um, I think what really got me was that i was doing some internships while i was doing my fashion journalism course and i was like okay now i'm gonna go to this like big magazine oh i'm gonna yeah be like literally the devil wears prada like in my nice clothes and i'm gonna be interviewing like i'm gonna be interviewing all the celebs and i don't know writing about their clothes yeah no i just sat in a cupboard folding clothes for like two weeks yeah because all the clothes that they get from shoots um they're obviously they're not bought clothes they're lent out Mm -hmm. by designers and stuff and then that all gets shoved in a cupboard which is fairly big by the way it's like a room essentially (laughs) and uh the interns at that time I I really hope it's not like that anymore but that's what we had to do we had to fold all the clothes and pack them away and send them back to the relevant designers so that's what that's what we did and I was like okay maybe this is gonna be the first few days and then I was like "Mm, maybe it's gonna be the first week and the second week I'll be there with my like notepad. I'll be, you know, I'll be interviewing the celebs. No, it was like that for every single internship. And it was like the whole, the whole time. And I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. For me, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. But somebody probably would have been worth it. But for me, I was just like, no. Because then I was <laughs> asking some of the girls there. I said, how long, how long do you have to fold clothes to, actually you know speak to a human being or sit behind a computer and write something and they were like oh maybe like a year and um, unpaid by the way unpaid and then um uh, yeah and then maybe you know you'll get to have like a junior position I, I just thought f this <laughs> don't love it enough <laughs> you know just don't love it enough to do oh, yeah. that
0: meanwhile you could be laid off at any time or let go at any time when you you know oh, yeah
1: and you're not getting then- paid and all of this stuff is that all these opportunities are in london so like how are you supposed to live yeah. in london not getting paid i don't know i don't know how people do it. i mean obviously people uh with with sort of privileged uh families and rich families can afford to do it but you are sort of most people can't afford to do that and also it's boring it's so boring folding clothes so boring um but then when I think about all the stuff that I do for acting and all the like the the stuff that I've done, that's probably not dissimilar to that, you know, when you pay your dues as an actor, but I don't think of it in that way because I see it as like, okay, then it's the next step, then it's the next step. And I just think the difference is really that you love it enough to do, to go through all that stuff.
0: Oh really? yeah, do- absolutely. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, I, I, I think the first five years of me just jumping into this was doing you know student short films and
1: exactly very low
0: paying in perpetuity buyouts for industrials oh
1: those those in perpetuity buyouts are gonna are gonna well they've already come back to to bite me in the am i allowed to been... swear on this <laughs> oh yeah you can cuss yeah they, they've already <laughs> uh come back to bite me in the ass several times so i regret those now like greatly
0: oh yeah now because i'm sure they track you and say oh well she's her numbers have boosted. Let's re-release that commercial.
1: Probably, probably, yeah. But oh god, I'm never signing away my life doing that. I tell no. you,
0: no, 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 yeah. no. Well, no, I, no, I'm no. Talking about pivoting and going from English to fashion journalism, folding clothes in the closet, and then going into acting. What were your parents, you know, what what was their reaction to that? Because I would assume they'd think, oh, she's leaving the fashion industry. She's going to go into law. She's going to go into medicine. Nope.
1: <laughs> um no look I think at that point I'd proven that I'd done some like serious stuff and that you know I w- I would follow through the things I wouldn't sort of abandon things halfway through I'd I you know I'd do the um I'd get my degrees and I'd I'd do it um but then I just thought at one point like if I don't do it now I'll never do it and then I'll be really sad because I've never tried it um and I they were fine actually. They were they were they were quite supportive. Um they're, not that they've never not been supportive they've always been supportive. They've just been like, make sure you have a safety net because and I I to say I get that now because there was a lot of times when my friend, my actor friends at the beginning would be working in bars, working in wait uh restaurants, waiters, whatever. Um, and I was quite lucky that I could sit at home and write some articles and that would get me by. So really it was a sensible choice and also then I look back on it and I'm like you know I don't think I'd change it because um I got to have the university experience or the college experience as you say in the in the US um I got to have that and I got to I got to meet um I got to meet friends that are still friends for life and I got to have that yeah that that fun time and you know learn yeah of course I learned stuff but mostly I think university was um a fun social experience that I actually wouldn't give I wouldn't give up because drama school is very different to that um university is university and I think when you're young it's it's a fun thing to do um oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying to people go to university just to have fun don't do that obviously <laughs> <laughs> don't do that I'm not advocating that but but it was um it was a sort of a life experience, I'd say, more so than a learning how to, I don't know, learning how to write essays experience.
0: Yeah, it, well, I've heard very interesting things about attending drama school over, especially in the UK. And yeah, how, what we heard? <laughs> I've heard it's very militant and competitive, depending on where you mm, go. It and is, yeah. It just made me so thankful to have just, I, I was on the other side of the camera before I ever became an actor. So yeah. I fell into this no schooling or whatever you want to call it outside of a couple college or oh, yeah a couple college classes um but then going out into the world after college and exploring this career I mean did you consider this to be something full-time right off of the jump or were you just you know playing around with it and seeing what would happen
1: um well once I got into drama school because I i started applying to places and it hadn't even crossed my mind until I met a girl on the train going to the city same drum school audition because you have to audition here to get into drama schools as I'm sure probably is the case in in lots of places and she was like oh yeah this is my seventh year in a row applying and I was like what I was like I it hadn't even and probably this is a good thing it hadn't crossed my mind that you could apply to say five schools which is what I did not get into either of them and then apply again seven years in a row and that hadn't even luckily And luckily that hadn't seeped into my mindset because my mindset was always like, I'm going to apply to five. I'll get into at least one. And that's exactly what happened. I got into one. I got rejected from four and I got into one. Thank fuck for that. (laughs) Thank fuck. But but when I heard this girl saying like, oh, she's applied for seven years in a row. And I was like, God, do I, would I really want to do that? Would I? I don't know. I just, I hadn't thought about it. Luckily, I didn't have to think about it because I got in straight away. And honestly, once I got in, I think my attitude was very much like, um, it was hard work and it, it was it was tough because uh, I hadn't really had any drama training up till then. But I think I just assumed that we would all go out at the end of that course and we would get an agent. And within the year, we'd be at the Oscars collecting our awards, wearing our lovely dresses. <laughs> you know, that was my I don't think I ever said it out loud, but I think that was my implicit assumption because I think in my head, I always thought that getting into drama school was probably the the tough bit. But once I was in, because obviously there's so many people that apply and so few get in, I was like, well, once I'm in, I'm in, you know, after that I'll get a good agent and, and everything will go from there. Yeah, it turns turns out that's not how it works. <laughs> so just a little just a little announcement for everybody. That's not how it works. Yeah. yeah
0: a little a little facade breakage to to start with that part yes. of the story
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and Come i when you're young t- as well i think you also think like oh i'm the most talented and obviously i'm going to go out and i'm going to be amazing and you know I, i'm the best and and then you go out in the world and you realize that everybody is talented it's not just you yep. everybody is talented and also there's a hell of a lot of actors right hell oh, a lot yeah. of actors oh yeah
0: It's And it used to be in the, at least in the U S the more populous cities like Los Angeles or New York, just like it would be in London. Now, even I'm in the middle of the U S in a state called Colorado. Yeah. And there are more actors here than I ever thought there would be, you know, as far as just the sheer numbers of it. So
1: it's the numbers. Yeah. And also it's the accessibility now with, with social media. I think anybody can, can be seen. I think before you really had to be in one location and have the right agent and have the, you know, the headshot, the physical, everything had to be physical, but now you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, easy.
0: Well, speaking of which, had had self-tapes been something pretty common on, you know, that side of the pond before COVID started, or did you just get used to making self-tapes a little bit, you know, or I guess around the same time that we did, you know, 2020,
1: 2021? Um, they certainly became more prevalent. Hmm. Uh, when I left drama school in 2012, it was pretty much all in the room auditions. And then gradually as, um, as you know, the years kind of continued, uh, I was finding there to be more and more self-tapes, more and more self-tapes. And then with COVID, it just suddenly switched and it became all self-tapes. And now it's still all self-tapes, which I don't love. By the way,
0: really, I, I was gonna like ask that. you if you had a preference,
1: <laughs> right, do you know what I am gonna do though i'm gonna I'm gonna go and turn my washing machine off because it's oh, gonna make an annoying mine. beeping. No, it's mine, and it's gonna annoy me. so hold tight this is a, okay. this is your quick washing machine break <gasps> um maybe time for you to Google if pistachios grow on trees.
0: you out there You're it's genius. gonna take me
1: it's gonna take me ten seconds though, so you better be quick.
0: Oh I my God, go. okay, all right
1: <laughs> and I'm back. Do pistachios grow on trees?
0: So I am reading Google. uh, (laughs) It said the pistachio is a broad, bushy, deciduous tree, which grows slowly to a height and spread of 20 to 25 feet with one or several trunks. That's
1: so crazy. There you go. Mm.
0: Well, now we know. Now we know. Um, Now we know. I'm so glad you brought that up because I had spaced out on Googling that.
1: (laughs) Well, never forget. Never forget. (laughs)
0: So let's let's talk about why you hate self-tapes. I don't think a lot of people talk about oh. you know the the very differing factors that go into in person versus a self tape. I kind of love self-tapes for a weird weird reason. But what's what's your what's your cross with self-tapes?
1: I don't listen, it's not that I hate them. I hated them at the beginning for sure. Because I I think that when you go into the room and you immediately get that rapport going with a human a physical human being who's in front of you and you can say hello and even if it's stupid things like hi where did you come from today how was the weather like it you get that sort of relationship going um or or not or you don't and you realize that actually you don't want to work with that person they don't want to work with you and that's fine but with a cell tape I just I don't like the the sterility of, of doing it without having that sort of human contact. I also don't like the fact that you can't get redirected, which you do get in the room. And I think that factor is crucial because as an actor, you, you know, the 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 team on the other side has to be sure that you can take redirection and you can't get that with a self-tape. Also, how do they know that you haven't t- spent like five hours doing this tape, three, 300 different takes, which sometimes not sometimes but I think all of us do because we want to get it just right but once you're on set you don't have that luxury you have like one or two or three takes or one sometimes it doesn't so I went through this real struggle because I hated them and then I was like okay maybe I just need to learn to love them um and while I think I don't love them yet I'm sort of I'm getting there I'm getting there but it's it's really hard I also think you like for me I become quite self that's my other cat by the way it's two of them um (laughs) I I become quite self-conscious I watch it back and I'm like okay that was a really good take but oh uh the the hair here has fallen over my eyes or that and nobody cares about that nobody cares but you watch it back and you become fixated on that which doesn't happen in the room because um you don't watch it back and also you have like two or three goes and then you're done and then uh yeah, and also, and finishing off, I don't like the fact that you don't hear anything back.
0: That is the worst.
1: That's the worst. That's the worst because <laughs> we put in so much effort, and I think that's a real shame. And also, I think it's an easy fix potentially. You can sort of mass email everybody and say thank you, but it it wasn't it wasn't you, and or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, there's a. Certain... Why do you
1: love them, Ben? I, Give,
0: me I, the I, Give me the flip
1: side. Give me the flip side. Give me some. I,
0: I guess because I'm also a screenwriter and I'm somebody who loves movies. I love storytelling. I just, I'm able to direct myself so I can, in the last few right. years, I've just, I've said, just fuck it to every audition and just done different things to, not for me to stand up to them, but because I wanted to do them. Yeah. So, I, and have uh, you found
1: you've been booking more stuff because of
0: that? I, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you know, with the strikes and everything that's nothing's happening, but I've been writing yeah. for, you know, my own sake. and. I will say that the vanity portion, though, still does stand out when, you know, you look back on the the playback and you go, oh, OK, I'm double chinning it. Let's raise the tripod up just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, you have a preferred or preferred side. And it, it's just it's the most vain thing a human being can do. It is. But I just remember going into I would I would drive a half hour to an in-person audition for an industrial before I was, you know, part of the union where it was a buyout and it wasn't paying that much. But I would still just not enjoy the in-person audition process because you're cattle oh, really? called into a room. I just, I should preface that by saying I love the the film and TV form of that. But there's so many commercials here in my state that we were doing more of those than anything else. So when you went yeah. in for commercials, it was just like a, all right, they're going to see you for five seconds and then uh, then you're walking out and then that's it. You just wasted gas oh. and. <laughs>
1: commercials are brutal <laughs> a commercials tough. are brutal and, and yeah. i agree with you i think that that yeah commercials i didn't enjoy because you walk into a room where everyone looks like you or similar to you and yeah they see you for five seconds it's like the most ridiculous thing like okay now you're you're drinking a drink and then a, a magical rocket is flying across the sky so make sure you catch it and then okay you're seeing the rocket great great and then it explodes and then you've got it, you know, and it's all of that kind of stuff. And and some of it's quite ridiculous. But you yeah. know what really pissed me off? What? I'll tell you what really pissed me off. I'm never yeah. gonna get an audition again after this, am I? But <laughs> I'll tell you what really pisses me off. When commercials now ask you to self-tape and the instructions are about three pages long, and it's yes. literally like you're running, you're running towards the end of a you know, you're running towards the cliff, then uh-huh. you're jumping down, okay. Now you're rolling across some grass, and then you're bursting into flames. Suddenly you're superman, okay. You're flying across the, you're like are you fucking kidding me right now? Like how, first of all, do you think think I live in a mansion? Where am I supposed to film this? (laughs) Second of all, it's, it's just bizarre to me. That really, that really annoys me. That annoys me. I'll do that for a film and TV. I think that's more than fair. Um, But for a commercial, come on, get us in the room. Yeah. Get us in the room. You know, I have
0: like a four by five foot box. Where I can just do certain things, but I, I'm going to convey that this is actually happening for your audition. It's not going to look great, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Well, I do want to jump into because uh, I I had so much fun uh, working in mocap. I think it was about four years ago now, um, and it was just a joy. So I want to talk to you about your mocap experience and
1: doing yeah. voiceover
0: work for video games. Let's let's dive into it. Okay,
1: let's dive.
0: Did you Did you enjoy it? I need to ask that first.
1: I did enjoy it a lot because okay. oh, I did All it right. for four years. Well, on the, <laughs> on the, gate three, I did it for four years. I've done it on other projects as well. Um, I've done facial capture as well, which mm. by the way, that one's tricky because the camera's out here and you suddenly feel like those anteaters, you know, those yes. like anteaters with the really long snout. Um, that one, and it's quite heavy, but luckily we didn't have to do that for, for Baldur's gate three. Um, yeah, I did enjoy it. I think it, t- it took some getting used to because I'd never done it before. And, it's weird, you're you're inhabiting this fantasy world, but you are in the most unimaginative gray box you can imagine. Like it's it's just gray and dull and you have to imagine dragons and special plants and creatures and all sorts of things. But yeah, I did enjoy it. It's actually, there's something quite freeing about not having to think about what your face is doing on camera, you know? Yeah. You no, know, I'm just thinking about I'm going to do a scene now and I'm really going to do this and I'm not going to blink because uh, my acting teacher tells me that I shouldn't blink. But I really want to blink right now. And my eyes are starting to water, but I'm going to hold the eye contact. Oh, it doesn't look natural anymore, does it? <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking how it's, it's a lot. So I didn't have to think about that. And I think that's why I had fun. I could just focus on the body and the voice. And yeah, it was good. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the facial capture part, at least in my experience, was the hardest thing. To try and disassociate and not look directly at the camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's right the, in your face.
0: Yeah. Th- th- what was your uh I guess your best practice to eliminate doing that? Because for me it was just not looking at anything and almost blurring your vision a little bit. Did you do anything well, we like that?
1: Well, okay, so yeah, so for Bordersgate, we didn't have that, but for the other project, luckily I wasn't I mean l- I say luckily, luckily, unluckily, um I wasn't on it for a long time. Uh so I guess I just had to I know, just pretend it wasn't there, but it is quite hard. I think because that was a project as well where I was acting with other actors in the room, and we all had the cameras on. So you're trying to sort of see them, but but you can't see them really. <laughs> um, it, it yeah, that one's tough. I think the facial captures captures a little bit tough, and, and probably you know could requires a little bit more practice from my end for sure. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's tough trying yeah. to because it, it's right in your field of vision, so that's quite hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had to play a um, a serial killer, and I had to do some really intense sequences. But every now and again, that that lens would just reflect right back into my eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, nope, nope, I'm back into it. We're good, we're good. Also,
1: the Fine. the angle is very unflattering
0: <laughs> when you look at the the actual re- like. Recordings. Oh my
1: god, it's horrible! It's so bad. it's awful! It's awful! <laughs> it's just like the worst angle. And yeah, it's just not, not pretty. So I don't recommend looking at that.
0: Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, your experience, you know, building your career and diving into the many different avenues you've taken, much like any other artist who's trying to live today. Yeah. What, what keeps you spiritually satiated outside of work? I mean, what, what makes you happy? Hobbies, family, anything that, that comes to mind?
1: Do you know what I was just having this conversation today with somebody about how like we're motivated um and I think a lot of actors are solely by acting mm-hmm. and that's probably not very healthy and not very not very good because I find my my moods and my general well-being is very linked to how well work is going and how well the acting is going so that's I fully recognize that it's not it's not great And I and I also fully recognize that cool. I just you know what, since I started taking, you know, doing full-time acting, I really haven't had that much time for anything. Um, however, I will say I love traveling. Traveling is my, my, well, it's not my vice, but it kind of is because you end up spending so much money traveling the world. And there's never like, how am I going to see the whole world? Do you know what really gets me is like, I'm going to die and not see the whole world. That really gets me.
0: Does that keep you up? Yeah,
1: that, that thought well it doesn't keep me up but <laughs> but but that thought sometimes like imagine there's corners of the world that you just like we can't physically see the whole world mm. that makes me kind of sad you know but that
0: is anyway, it
1: is it is sad because <laughs> it it's like there's so many cultures and and places and and incredible things to see and you just physically can't see it all. I mean, you probably could if you had an unlimited budget and that's all you were doing. You're just traveling around everywhere. But still, every single country in the world, every single yeah. corner of every single country in the world, it's impossible.
0: Yeah, you'd need a couple of lifetimes to complete that.
1: You would, I would you would, you would. So I try and travel as much as I can whenever I can. So that's that's very yeah. good. Um, I enjoy that. I play tennis. I haven't played tennis in a few months because I recently got a baby. That's taking up a lot of my time <laughs> I've got a small baby. I've got a five month old baby now. So that's, um, that's taking up a lot of my time, but, but yeah, I think that it's so important to have something outside. And, and I say that knowing fully well that I don't have a lot going on outside of acting and that's not great, but what do you, do? I mean, what do you do?
0: What? Do, well, I, I want to say like hats off to you for you're raising a human being. So I think that's going to take up yeah, yes. a lot of your time. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a dog dad. I love my dog to pieces. He's the best. But I'm also Mm. a former fat kid trying to never get fat again. So I'm always trying to do something healthy and athletic to keep myself going. But honestly, um, it's weird. I've gotten it's so weird. I've gotten back into reading. Uh, you know, yes, you don't do a whole reading. lot. Reading, yeah, I
1: forgot about that. I recently <laughs> got a new Kindle, and now I'm so excited to read. <laughs> reading, Isn't uh, it, yes. It's
0: like a drug. You're like, oh, <laughs> this feels great.
1: It really does. And do you remember those days when you could just read without yeah. being distracted by your phone?
0: Oh, I miss or those
1: anything. days. I miss. Those
0: days. I miss them so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reading, reading is a a huge, huge thing. That's come back I think a lot of people have done that especially since you know the days of the pandemic when we couldn't go anywhere and couldn't do anything yeah you know so that's happened but um yeah I think it's hard for actors to have other things because usually we're just working a service industry job or something most of the time and then acting absolutely um I do want to see what sort of answer you have for uh we have just like two more questions here but
1: that's fine no worries uh,
0: I mean, you have a five-month-old, and you said you're not feeling good, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, no, that's
1: okay. I'm I'm enjoying it. You've been my you've been my respite in this day of not feeling well. <laughs> so it's fine. Like you can you can ask you can ask away.
0: Okay. Well, perfect. I wanted to see if you had a party story you could share with our listeners. So, uh, not something that's occurred at a party, but let's say just an experience or a moment that stands out in your life so immensely you would easily tell it to friends at a party it could be funny it could be scary it could be <laughs> traumatic uh there we've had a whole grouping of stories here but if there's something oh. that comes to mind
1: oh 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 that's really hard that's I, really hard i
0: can give you an example if if you need okay. time to think
1: all right give me your part i mean there's a few popping up in my mind Yeah. There's like, but, but you give me, why don't you give me yours? Okay. You shared yours before.
0: I I've shared a few, Uh, I've shared one way too many times. So I won't share it again.
1: Okay. Uh, All right.
0: I, (laughs) the first movie I was on, I won't say what it was because I want to be respectful of the strike and you know what we're doing right now. Uh, It wasn't an independent film, uh, but a bigger one. I was going to face off, not face off. I was going to be attacked by Jeremy Renner um in a very wintry trailer park area and right. I had to run out of the trailer with iced steps we had those smooth van shoes to wear so there's no traction oh, whatsoever. Oh dear. Uh so we were practicing the scene with the stun coordinator I'm just trying it out. It's like negative two Fahrenheit. Uh it's really, really chilly. And I have to get hit in the chest in the face. With a snow shovel that's been padded, but only on the center part. So the center mass, oh, but not the edges. No, um, We did five practice rounds. We're like, hey, let's do one more for safety. The form looks great. Let's try it again. The stunt coordinator goes to hit me. I run into it and I flip. I fall back. I get back up and I guess there is just a giant gash in the middle of my chin that's bleeding profusely. Just gushing out, and it's so cold, I don't even feel it. I'm just ready to go. I'm happy to be on set. It's my first big, you know, thing. Yeah. And the all the color from the stunt coordinator's face went away. He was freaking out. He called the medic over. Everyone was freaking out. The director came over. Hey, you're okay? I'm like, yeah. What's what's going on? And I just what's had going this on? Gigantic gash. I think it's it's still there. You can't see it in the light right now, but I just had this giant gash in my chin but it would only be the start because we would do 28 takes filming that particular sequence. And I torn my radial tendon. I bruised my bicep. I had something going on with my elbow after that. Uh, but I was so happy to be on set and I had so oh, much fun doing not. it. I didn't yeah. say a thing. Uh, so that's my lesser known party story, but it's just something that I had a ton of fun with. I got to work with Jeremy Renner. I got to hang yeah. out with Elizabeth Olson. It was the coolest. Um, but yeah, that's how my did that work there. in
1: terms of continuity then with your with your gash?
0: They so I was I was portraying a uh, a essentially a meth dealer on a native reservation.
1: OK, so they
0: just put they, they said, oh, it actually blends in with the sores we already put on your face. <laughs> so Fair enough. It just it just added to it uh yeah so so that that's my party story i i hope i gave you enough time to think of one for yourself
1: you well i mean i have a few of those but actually one that just pop pops up it's a silly one mine's a silly one i don't know i don't know if i tell anyone at a party but i think you all appreciate this as an actor oh, yeah. it's just one of those funny things where if you tell somebody outside of acting they'll just like be like what what the fuck but um i obviously do a lot of voiceover auditions and i have such an itchy nose right now i don't know if it's my cat anyway that's that's that that's not the story right this is the story that was the best so (laughs) that was the best one i had such an itchy nose the end um so i got a voiceover audition one day and you know i don't know how they do it in the u.s but some uh, here in the uk sometimes they'll send you a voice reference of what they want the voice to sound like yes okay yeah So I read the audition and I click on the voice reference and guess what the voice reference is. It's my voice. It's my voice in a, in a game. And I'm like, okay, this is me. And then several questions went through my mind. I was like, why are they asking me to audition? Do they know that the person whose voice references they're asking is the person that they're asking to audition? Anyway, But I'm there, like, fairly confident. I mean, fairly confident because I'm, like, voice reference. I don't even need to listen to that. It's my voice. Do the audition. Very happy. Almost flattered that they've picked my voice. My voice. Never hear anything back. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So what I'm wondering now is which actor did they pick that sounded more like me than I do? Who is it?
0: did they just pick that out of a a reference file or something like what you'd think they would I honestly don't
1: well you'd think though they would know um unless unless like the client had picked it and then the like the the company you know that does all the casting and stuff just like picked their you know a few of their people yeah but i found that so bizarre so bizarre because then i was like i don't even why am i even auditioning for this it's me Yeah. Um, And then to not get it, it was just hysterical. Just another one of those. Oh, a day in the life of an actor. This is what happened today. Um, Yeah, I found that pretty funny actually.
0: I I wish you would have received some sort of feedback for that. As a, oh, you sounded too similar to the.
1: How hysterical would that have been? How hysterical would that have been? She sounds, but not quite. Not quite getting the. This is just the most bizarre out of body thing that's happened to me. Like weird. So weird,
0: I, I can't believe they didn't pick you.
1: I can't believe they didn't pick me.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: I mean, (laughs) or or like if they knew that was the voice reference, why wouldn't you just go straight to me and be like, "We really like your voice. Why don't you just do this?" Yeah. Weird. Weird. I mean, strange things happen in acting.
0: Yeah, they need one email to your rep. Hey, has she been in a violent vocal cord accident? No, well then we'll take her. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Oh, it's all we need. Speaking of which, cuz I I've been so just um enveloped in, you know, talking to you and hearing more of your story and it's been great. But I need to hear more about, you know, your stand-up, uh which there's an 8-minute video on YouTube I might have to plug into the show notes cuz it's amazing. Oh, but
1: please do.
0: <laughs> Are any any chance of you you know maybe doing that again have you been doing some open mics i mean what's what's going on with that
1: oh god okay <laughs> this was something that i decided to do last year to push myself out of my comfort zone um and i really did push myself out of my comfort zone because it was fucking intense and what I found uh bizarre was that I found it intense and a a lot of people on my course they weren't even actors and I was like how are you how are you getting up on stage this is amazing that you are getting up on stage and doing all this whereas for me as an actor who's been on stage I still find it intimidating how are you doing that but they were great like it it was it was incredible um I I loved it I did a I did a course at the Soho Theatre in London um again it was one of those things like quite hard to get into. So I, I was like, okay, well the fact that I've got in must mean I have some stand-up talent. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it's just telling a few jokes. Uh-huh. Turns out it's not that. It's much harder than that. There's a theme throughout my life here. Um but yeah, we did the course and then that culminated in like a showcase, which is that video that you have that you saw on YouTube. And then after that I was like, okay guys, like, you know, if you want to make a career in stand-up, you you sort of have to do the open mics and very similar to acting, I think sort of start from the bottom, do these uh, open mics where you might have sort of one or two people in the audience or somewhere in the middle of nowhere and, and work your way up. And I started doing them. And again, I just discovered like fashion journalism that although I loved it, I didn't love it enough to do it. And it was again, I was getting that sense of that very familiar sense of rejection that I'd felt from acting for so many years and that now after 10 years of being an actor I, you know my career is is a lot better obviously it's a lot, in a lot better state than it used to be I'm you know I've got projects that are that are popular and I'm working full time as an actor I mean that's fucking amazing in itself right yeah. but I was like god if I have to go through that for stand up I I don't think I can do it you know, I don't think I can I can start again from the bottom. And it was a lot of um late nights. You have to be really gigging every night uh late um in London, I don't know how it is in in the states, but in London a lot of these gigs anyone can do them, but you have to bring a person with you to fill up the audience. Is it the same in the states? Oh yeah.
0: I think here yeah. it's uh it's actually two or two to four at this point. Yeah.
1: Who has that many friends? I know i mean i don't <laughs> like yeah no yeah so that's intense i mean how how do you keep that up doing that every single day of the week because if you if you wanted to do it in london you can literally do it you could do it every single day of the week there's enough shows and enough open mics for you to do that every day of the week but yeah. imagine like every time you have to find someone then you know go with that person and then you know what i thought also performing the same material and sometimes it lands and it's great and then sometimes it doesn't land and i'm just th- and i'm there thinking right it's the same material why are some people loving it and some people have no reaction to it so that was for me another like mind fuck and so all of those reasons i was like you know what i did it it was fun um i'd love to do it again maybe one day but i d- i don't have it in me to to open mic my way to the top let's put it that way <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, if this show ever tours and I'm in the UK for any reason with, you know, a live podcast show or something, may have to have you on to do some like comedy work. Hmm. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. You have to bring five
0: people, though. I'm not sure if that's going to be a deal breaker. Actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect um Uh, they're
1: very you know they're very stoic they don't say a lot but i can tell in their eyes that they enjoy it
0: yeah if their eyes open a little bit more they're laughing yeah yeah
1: yeah (laughs) they don't show their emotions no no not a lot no (laughs) well the
0: the last uh i'll just lump it into two last thing i want to ask you before we do our awkward goodbye uh oh god is i want to see one if you have a piece of advice that you've held on to that you can share with our listeners that's maybe helped you with not only you know acting, but in life in general. And if there's anything I can give a shout out or promote with this episode, it could be a charity, it could be an organization you really enjoy um, that you really want to support. But if there's anything that comes to mind on either side of those,
1: okay. Um, advice, probably again to do with acting, because as you can tell, acting is life. Acting is my life. Um, I would say if you really like if you really want to do it and you really feel like it's the thing for you then you just have to do it because I think otherwise you'll regret it you'll regret not trying you regret yeah you'll regret not giving yourself a shot and maybe it won't work out and maybe it will but you never know and so, and something I think somebody one of my teachers possibly said in drama school was um and I didn't believe it at the time because I thought I was going to be famous like that <laughs> but it actually realized it's true because this is right I'll, t- well, I'll tell you the advice first and i'll tell you um he was like oh just bear in mind and a lot of people actually not just the teacher but a lot of actors i've heard say this cons you know after that um bear in mind that to get going in this industry you need to be in it for at least 10 years and at the 10 year mark is where you'll see some sort of momentum and i was like fuck this i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have to wait 10 years years I'm special and doesn't everybody think deep down I think we all believe that we're special and we're the exception to the rule and sometimes we are and that does happen but for most people it's not the case um and now I've realized that this year is my 10th year anniversary of being an actor and this is the year for me now with Baldur's Gate 3 that things have picked up um really quite drastically um with regards to that so it turns out that there is some truth to it and yeah i mean i wouldn't go in with that mindset because i think sometimes when you go in with that mindset you make yourself like wait those 10 years so yeah necessarily but if things aren't working out in like two or three years i think it's sort of too soon i think people expect us as actors to suddenly get famous or get success whereas in most other industries you wouldn't expect anyone to be a CEO in like a year oh so why do we expect actors why do we expect actors to suddenly be a leading role in a major Netflix show or whatever in a year or two years? It just it it's unrealistic. But that's the expectation people have. So yeah. yeah. That's yeah. such a good point.
0: I'm I'm with you in the tenure. I mine was this year as well. So Yeah. I'm with you right there.
1: <laughs> and have you seen like, was that your ten years?
0: Um, yeah, I'd say last year was it was gearing up and everything was crescendoing and then when the strike hit, that's when it hit a lull. Right.
1: So yeah. but but
0: I have noticed in the last few years that I, I do book a heck of a lot more. And I have been making my um you know, my annual salary from acting uh before the, right. the strike occurred, which has been great. Yeah. Um but yeah, I totally agree. If it's uh, you know if it's one or two years in, maybe, you know, keep going.
1: <laughs> Give it a chance. Give yeah. it a chance. And I think that yeah. you're you're totally right about what you said about making your salary. Like wh- when I think, okay, what does success mean to me as an actor? Yes, of course, it would be great to win awards and go to parties and be the lead in this and that and whatever but actually isn't it so good to be able to say hey I make a hundred percent of my money I can sustain myself from my art and from my acting that for me is a massive win because when you think back at the beginning when it was like an odd job here an odd job there um I used to work as a children's entertainer which was fucking soul destroying
0: I got well, to bring you back for that. We have to, we
1: have to <laughs> talk about that. We can talk about that because that's that was traumatic. That was that probably should have been my party story but I think I've blocked so much of it out. Oh my but God. it was just so hard and it was so yeah. hard to get my and you're making like money from this and this and and now it's like okay you can you can breathe a little bit like yeah okay we're not like millionaires but mm-hmm. to be able to sustain yourself and have a good life from acting is a big win I think
0: absolutely yeah i i completely agree and i'm holding you to sharing that that child's entertainer story
1: absolutely at some point no problem future. part two part <laughs> um, two will do it
0: what uh if you do have something what what can i give a shout out to or promote with this episode as well do you have a an organization you really back or believe in or maybe it's a charity or just something you really enjoy
1: oh, nothing we can think of off the top of my head to Ooh. be honest
0: Okay, um, favorite breakfast place I can recommend.
1: Favorite breakfast place in London?
0: We're just going to go crazy. Yeah, because I've never been to London. So if you can give me a great breakfast oh
1: spot. goodness. Well, there is this place called the Breakfast Club. Does what it says on the tin. Breakfast. I love how you're writing this down. That's great. Oh, um, <laughs> there, There's, oh God, now you've really got me. I don't go out for breakfast that much. But um yeah, let's, let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah let's, leave, let's leave it at that. It at that. We Bre- breakfast, breakfast Club, but I will probably think of some better places. <laughs> if you come to London, let me know. I'd think of some better places. Oh, I will. The I
0: will. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, I need, I need to know. Um, this has been wonderful. I'm also so sorry that I, I went over a little bit of time, but this is just No, it's fine. Enjoy. It's been nice
1: to chat. It's, it's been awesome. actually really nice to chat. It was like we've just been catching up with old friends, even though we've just oh, met. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, this is this is how every single well, most of the episodes go. <laughs>
1: Good.
0: Two actors sitting down for coffee and talking about that just bullshitting, honestly. Just talking about Literally. someone's life. Um, talking about
1: our crazy lives.
0: Yeah, this insane industry. I, I just want to say like this has been awesome. I can't wait to see what you do next. And Thank I won. Hope you feel better too i hope your kiddo hope doesn't not so me too much guff
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah i just uh, all you can hope for that is that she sleeps through the night because she's not right now so oh she's oh my uh, god yeah it's intense
0: well this this final part of the show should make it even better uh because oh we're doing what i like to call an awkward goodbye oh god <laughs> <laughs> so all we're gonna do um i'll do a silent three two one countdown and when i'm done give us your best verbal and visual awkward goodbye okay you think you're ready for that?
1: Um I I'm not going to overthink it.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Just throw it All away. Right.
1: Just throw it. Away. All right. Just throw it. Just throw it away. Great. Just throw way. it away. Thank All you. right. There you go. In. Goodbye.